Do you ever wish things in life would go a lot faster? For us here at Your Manchester, it's the wait until we get some warmer weather in the north. Oh, and the wait between the seasons of Bridgerton. We wouldn't mind speeding through the washing up either. Do you know what else is better when it goes faster? York Broadband. And luckily for us Mancunians, Talk Talk's Future Fibre is now here in Manchester. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. And it's great Talk Talk value too. While it might not do the washing up for you, when it comes to downloading our podcast or booking tickets to the latest plays here in Manchester, then ultra-fast and ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Manchester calling. This is our Victory in Europe inspired your Manchester. Mm-hmm. And I'm here channeling the 1945s with my pearls on. <laughs> and uh, here is, oh, Tinkerbell. AKA <laughs> Hayley Cartwright. Hiya. Hello. All right. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. What have you been doing this week? Oh, that's the same question. Um, well, what have I been doing? I've been mainly dealing with the puppy, of course, toilet training her. She puppy. knows. Poppy the puppet. puppet. She knows sit. She'll wait for me to walk away like 10 steps and then she'll run to me because she gets excited. And she'll also know, come Poppy, come. So she's doing quite well. I've only had her two weeks. So I think she's doing really, really well. I'll have to give you my uh, Morris dancing bells. I've I've taught my dog to um, To ring the bell, to go out out. when he wants Potty. I've heard that before. Well, now he's he's four Mm. and now he does it with a bit of an attitude. Well, I saw his picture. It was yeah. tartan in front of the fridge. Yeah. 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 It like? was tartan in front of the yeah, fridge. Yeah, it was after food, clearly. It was after food. So, like we say, um, this is our Victory in Europe inspired show. Sunday, the 8th of May, was Victory in Europe. It's 77 years. And um, in the studio, we've got somebody who has been probably celebrating since last week. And that is, wait a minute. <clears throat> Let me start. Councillor, Professor, Erin Bell, MBE, JP and DL. No, wrong way around. D- DL and JP. I knew I'd get it wrong. <laughs> Hello. I you still missed one out, but anyway. I still I, I missed one out, haven't I? Welcome to the show. Thank Do you know, you. she's a friend of your Manchester. Welcome. I am. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much for inviting me again. congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Really pleased for you. What's, um, I wanted to ask you, actually, so now you are councillor, mm-hmm. um, what is the first thing you think you'd like to tackle? Um, the first thing I would like to tackle, I think it's more about encouraging our youth, you know, youth and yeah. or at least letting them know that there are a lot of opportunities in Manchester for our young people and letting the youth know that. But what I would really like to tackle is the adults to be able to open not just windows of opportunities for our young people, but open doors of opportunity and also stop criminalising young people that's that that's that is really really good. good so have you got some people like i, mean, I don't want to give you give, give any secrets away but have you got any contacts of organizations that you're going to be working with on that 
Um, yes. And anyway, I can talk about one of the things that I helped to launch was the Operation Black Vote, yes. you know, to encourage more young people, more young black people or, you know, people of colour mm. to actually get involved in local politics, because that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. People usually say, oh, I don't want to get involved in politics, not interested in politics. But you know what? I usually say even the colour of your bins is politics. Yeah. When you put them out, when you don't put them out, yeah. you know, and I heard you having to talk about even dogs. Dog walking, but if you pick up your dog, it's blue or not? Oh, I do. I do, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I hate it when I see people not picking it up. I, know. Degradable I always say, look, people do say, well oh, I don't do politics like you say, but I always say, but politics does you. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. everything is politics, yeah. really. Everything. And usually it's yeah. politics, but probably with a small P. Yeah. Because that's mm. what I'm interested in, local politics. I'm not interested in, the, you know, the big boys down London, but then <laughs> there <laughs> is. But, you know, local politics. There are some yeah. amazing councillors out there yeah. doing some fantastic mm. things Absolutely. for the community. And I know, because I know you quite well, I think, mm. now, <laughs> that you're going to be doing you some do. brilliant things. And you w- tell everybody what your ward is, what your area my ward, I am the councillor for the Mosside Ward, you know, Mosside Ward, South Manchester. That's my ward. Mm. And I even won the vote, because even Andy Burnham was saying it last night. I had a majority vote of, I don't know how you call it, basically landslide. Mm. Yeah. 2,000, I think, and 300 and something wow. more than the person. than the next person. It was like, it was really overwhelming to tell the truth. That yeah. is very, very overwhelming to think that. 2,000 and odd people at least want me to represent them yeah. locally. And they took the time out That's to go right. and vote. To go and for vote. You. Yeah, to go yeah. and put that mark. Yeah. yeah. That's the mine. I mean, I live in the borough of Stockport mm. and uh, we didn't even get 40% of people out to vote. Yeah. Not even 40%. And that that mm. is awful. And I just want to say to people that, you know, people have fought. And died yeah. to actually yeah. for people to actually get, the, get the vote. That's what yeah. she did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one thing that that um, that people should take it seriously they and they put should. their voices At 19, out there. My grand made me wheel her down in her wheelchair to our local polling station. Mm-hmm. She At ninety. Up, At ninety, there she was like, go. "My vote, I'm going to cast it." Yeah, because yeah. it's really important, and people think it isn't, but it is because you see, when you've got a problem, who do you call? You, you know, not Ghostbusters. <laughs> who do you call? Usually either they ring their counsellor first, or you're going to ring the police if you've got a problem, yeah. or you're going to ring yeah. the doctor if you've got a problem. All those things, it's all local politics. You know, we yeah. we all work together. Yeah. It's all they all they're all combined, they're all networked together. So you should be able to vote. And actually your vote is stating things like, I want this to happen in my neighborhood, or mm. I don't want this mm. to happen, or I want this to change. And one of my mantras is if you want to see change, you've got to be part of it. Mm. There's no point standing on the outside no. chucking the yeah. stones in. Yeah. You've got to be right no. in it. Well, you know what? In the, in the future, let's plan something so that I come out with you, VT, oh, yes. I come out with you into the community. You know, because I'd love that, mm. and it, it'd be great to sort of talk to the constituents and Not see what's going up, going on in the community. Not that'd a problem. Be, we go out so regularly. Nice. We yeah. go out regularly, not just when we want a vote. No, yeah. We mm. go out mm. anyway because I've been doing that with the other councillors. Yeah, you know, like you, I just wanted to be part of that. Yeah, knocking on the doors, speaking to people, understanding what people's needs are, what mm. or wants or not wants, mm. and not needs. It's about being visible, isn't That's it? Basically, right. yeah. it's so, about being the people's counsellor. It's been lovely. brilliant. I've 
having you in the studio. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining us. I'm next to you, who's been chipping in, and quite <laughs> rightly so. She thought, oh, I won't be able to say anything. One of five, once I get talking, the oh, chase thing has to shut goodness up. Me. <laughs> Lady, ladies and gentlemen, who we have on the sofa here is... Um, Daisy Hughes from Macclesfield Silk Museum. Now, my darling, you explain to everybody. I'm going to say, think Lara Croft, think Indiana Jones. She's been, she's archaeologist. A little less a- athletic. Is it archaeologist? No, 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 in Wales. <laughs> it wasn't Egypt, was it? It was Wales. Yeah, it was Wales. It was, <laughs> Wales. it was Iron Age Wales, which might, to some, might not be as glamorous as temples in <laughs> South America. But I'm telling you, you know, Quarry holes, middens, which is essentially an ancient rubbish tip. Far more exciting in North Wales than any fancy. You know, oh. got so, so tell us about about how you got into this. If, mm. if there's a, there's a little Daisy out there, or a little Arima, <laughs> or a little Frankie or Ollie, and thinking, oh, what does she do? They might play a bit of Tomb Raider. Come on, share. Well, first of all, God help the world if there's another little Daisy out there, because I don't think there's even enough for one of them. Not alone anymore. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So I got into it, and you know they say they get onto it at an early age. I mm. really started young on the archaeology train. We did Egyptology in reception. <gasps> and we went to the Manchester Museum, and then that was it. Loved history, wow. wanted yeah. everything history. And then when I was in year five, I learned about Sutton Hill. I was like, oh, I can do this for a living. People will pay me to do this. Sign me up. So you had really good teachers then, didn't you? And role models at that age. I wasn't. I didn't have very many during secondary school, and I think a lot of that might have been something to do with like uh, my dyspraxia and dyslexia. So even if you have those things, guys, if you find the right support base, you can do it. Because Bangor University. I'm a full blown Bangor babe. Or as I found out (laughs) after I graduated, it was called Cupid's College. Because it's one of the oh. first universities to allow women in, but then the women ended up marrying a lot of the professors. So. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, 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 I didn't get out of that. There's a film about that, actually, oh. I think. Oh, I would like to see that, but I kind of feel like I am owed my money because I didn't come away with a doctor or a professor under my arms. So, you, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm very... You, like, don't, you, don't, you don't need, need one. one. You don't need <laughs> one. You're a woman in your own You're right. You're flying oh, on your own. true, Exactly. So, yeah, I went to Bangor. Bangor was stunning. And I worked under Professor Ray Carl, and he got me really even more into the Iron Age. And it just started there. So I was doing a few dig sites. And then I kind of fell in love with the National Trust because I did a bit of studying there. So my undergrad was history, heritage, and archaeology. I'm ah. greedy. I don't want to choose. I'm going to have all three. <laughs> I'm really, um, I'm really well. jealous, by the way, Daisy. This is my alternate life. <laughs> this is, you know, because I... Oh. Like dinosaurs and the Egyptology, we've got we've got Egypt in our family, Egypt, oh, Egypt in our family, mm. and down my father's line. So, oh, I loved fossils when I was little. Mm. I still have all my fossils that I have all the little sharks. I still cannot go into a shop which sells little trailer bags and shark teeth without coming out the little box of them. So let me just pull this round then, because you're looking very 1945 as well. Can I just say, lady? I am a bit dentist. Okay, so it's not shark's teeth, it's not a velociraptor bone. No. Or anything like that. No. Tell me why you're on our V-inspired show. So I started looking, and gosh, March, which seems to have blown through very quickly, um, to the social history and the wartime history of specifically Macclesfield. Mm-hmm. And from then, it sort of ignited this big research in specifically what women were doing. Because, I mean, I am a bit of a feminist. I've got my little feminist card hidden away in my pocket right here. So I mm-hmm. wanted to know what the chicks were doing. And I want to know exactly what, how far it went as in contribution. Because we have all these statues for blokes. Mm-hmm. And I will put my little political foot in there and say white blokes you know there was a there was yeah. a big commonwealth effort let me there. just mm. let me just pause you there statue 
Mm. In Manchester Central Library. Yeah, mm. we saw that. I literally saw that today. today. And I was like, it was amazing. And now you sat next to her. I know. I know. There's me and my twin sister. Like, that's amazing. Such and like. No, I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a small town girl from Macclesfield. So what do you do right now then with museums? Tell us about your so, job right now. I'm kind of um, a Jill of all trade, mistress of none, basically. <laughs> so uh, I mostly, I got in there via the mill front, um, basically huge archaeological nerd. I think we've established this now. And mm-hmm. um, so I got in there, so I'm doing all the looming and things like that. And then obviously then uh, my bosses find out, oh, hang on, she's got her volunteers and data at the National Trust. We'll get her there. So I'm also now doing a lot of data and volunteer management, which isn't that fun. But the fun part is I'm doing a World War II inside walk at the moment. And I'm doing that Jubilee weekend as well. I'm plugging that in. I told you. I give us the show. dates. Give us the dates. So we're doing it on the 4th of June, which is, is that the, no. Friday. doing it on the Friday. And then I'm doing another one on the 5th of August. And you get to know all the makeup routines. If you want to know how to win over an American GI, I can totally hook you up. Yeah. I can tell you <laughs> how to get the fake tights. I, I literally made it all. I've made gravy browning from scratch. I've got the little steam. You've got a pencil. Oh, yeah, i got my pencil out. You know, I've burnt cork to make a mascara. Because there are two ways you can oh, make mascara yes. during World War II. If you could get boot polish... That's what you did because it was the closest thing to mascara. That even mm. the way it came, it used to come in these little square tins with a little yeah. tiny brush, and you brush it on. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not putting boot polish on my eyes. We're not at war. I'm not doing that for anyone. So I burnt the cork, a bit of petroleum jelly. Oh look, I've got mascara. Same for your eyebrows. So I've done a bit of that. That's brilliant. Your eyeshadow. It was actually it's quite a chic. It's quite a chic little shimmery cream number. Mm. So you get a, a saucer, you get a candle, you put it underneath. You wipe off the soot, mix it in, and you just put it on your on your eyes, and it actually looks quite nice. I would actually think this is this is fabulous. Hairspray used to be sugar and water, didn't yeah. it? Before back in the day, as well. Yeah, that yeah, not work on our hair, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd work on mine. Yeah. Yeah. How about say for the uh, blonde ginger contingency here? Yeah, it's not going to work. It's on not going to work. It's not going to work on the curls. No. It just doesn't work. No. Yeah, and like beetroot as well. Like beetroot was it was your one stop shop. You know, you wanted a bit of blusher. You wanted a bit of red lipage. Beetroot. That's that's fabulous. You know, and you'd get that pineapple and you'd get those silk stockings off the GI and you'd be having a good time doing the monkey run. Yeah, well can we just can we just leave those blokes to one side? (laughs) Can we can we just can we just leave those blokes to one side? Listen, um you know, we, we we're all done up, we've all got our makeup sorted for VE Day rolling into the Queen's Jubilee, because of course, seven years after VE Day was yeah. Queen's Jubilee. So we could still do the same thing because rationing was still around. It was till the mid-50s, yeah. yeah. So rationing was still around. So keep those things in, in mind. But let's chill out and let's relax and listen to our mojo. It's Joe Britton, your neurosculpting coach for another minute of mojo. Look, comparison is the thief of joy. So if you're comparing yourself like lots of my clients do and start to lose your mojo, here are three tips to help you get out of the comparing game and stay in your own lane. Number one, remember, the internet is not real. So many people are comparing themselves with people's highlight reels on social media. So curate your social media in a way 
that boosts your mojo, not drains it. Number two, think about your strengths and talents that you have and focus on those. And often some of my clients, when I ask them the question, well, what are you really good at? How are you clever? They look at me like blank. So if you struggle to discover your own strengths and talents, then maybe ask a friend or a family member, what is it that I'm good at? And you'll get a really good surprise, I'm sure. And number three, give your brain the evidence of all things that you do really well. Not every day is good, but there's always something good in every day. So take a note of it. I'll be back next time for another minute of mojo. In the meantime, you can connect with me on my Instagram page, joebritton.mojo. In the studio, we have... Oh, Marilyn, Marilyn Shokes, welcome to the studio. This is our queen of the theatre, really. Um, now, we were saying before, when I quickly chatted to you earlier, that when I go into the theatre, because I knew I wanted to act since five, whenever I go into the theatre, particularly an older building, I'm at home straight away. It feels like home. So what makes you so into the theatre? Tell us about your background. Um... I haven't got a theatre background, but I love history. Mm -hmm. I love buildings, uh, and I, I love I love going to the theatre. So they all combine together, and I got involved in what I do about the theatres, writing about the theatres, because um, I'm a volunteer in the archives at Manchester Central Library. And I've been doing it for years. So whatever they've asked me to do, I love. I can always find something interesting in it. Mm -hmm. And about pre-lockdown, uh, the art, main archivist said, we've got a, the collection of theatre programmes and playbills from the Manchester theatres and have never been catalogued. Would you like to have a go at doing it? I said, yeah. So I started to do the programmes, and some of the programmes are so beautiful, the old ones, and really interesting. What age were they? From about 1700. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, some of them were done in the shape of a fan, oh, um, yeah. and they're so detailed. And would have been all handmade at the time. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. And then I was start to do some on the Palace Theatre, and I said to the the younger lady that was in charge of me at the time, "Oh my God, Eartha Kitt appeared here." Frankie, <gasps> Eartha Kitt. Oh uh, Eartha Kitt here, oh appeared God. here. Johnny Ray, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, and it was. Oh, Ella Fitzgerald. I don't know who these people are. And oh. I thought, oh my God, I must be so old. No, no, no. No, 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 no honestly. No. Ellen yeah, Fitzgerald's Eartha, one of my favourites. Eartha Kitt appeared in a review uh, at, the, at the beginning of her career. So she wasn't the main star. She was yeah. just in the chorus line. Have you got anything, a little anecdote around wartime and victory in Europe? The only thing I, I can tell you, uh, not about the commemoration, but there is a tree in Piccadilly Garden. Oh, this you beautiful, love this, don't I you? love this tree. It's a metal tree and it's blended in. And you can't. It's you have to walk and have a look because you can't see this tree. It doesn't stand out. Mm. It's a metal tree with metal branches, and all around the tree are the names of the people that were killed when in the Manchester bombings in Piccadilly. Right. Mm. And 
it's lost in the in the second world war the in Man the second world in the war second, right, yes, okay and it's lost completely so so marilyn let's do a bit of an appeal should we do an impromptu appeal, shall we? Yes. Okay. Because what we want is, uh, we don't want it moved because that's where they fell. Mm. Yes. But we want that tree and around that tree, something to be made of yes. it. So it can be a place that people can look and go and think. But people don't even know it's there. They don't know it's no. there. So they, they can't go and show I their respect. I until you told me. No. So no. You, when you go to Piccadilly Gardens there, mm. I mean, also the fact people didn't don't go to Piccadilly Gardens because it's not as safe an area as it used to be. Mm. And, and it's not as attractive as it used to be. It used no. to be like all lovely, didn't it? And yeah. Well, as I was in green. Yeah, yeah, I remember that when I was a little girl, it was mm. all flowers and Yeah. Green. Yeah, it was all it was all lovely. It was like a concrete bar, didn't no, it? No. <laughs> it was the most I was the 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 well, I've already got my V nails, my Jubilee oh, nails in. Oh, I'm and doing a, upon her nails. A V as chance. well, you know, I'm representing for my uh, my tour. I don't know if you can see that V. And I've got my little Jubilee colours. So that's my own little personal way. But the museum itself, so we're doing the World War II tour. And I have been looking at recipes on a ration. So cause obviously they, they released the ration a little bit so you could celebrate. Uh -huh. So I'll be making eggless steamed cake, which... I'm very scared about you make it in an empty baked bean tin can. So <laughs> it may or may not be edible, people. But if you want to see how it comes out, that'll be there. We're also making mock crab. You know, I'll be showing you all the makeup you could have worn if you couldn't still have access that. Okay. We're going to have some jubilee and sort of um, items, celebration items that are in our collections at the museum out as well. And there'll be some retro games, vintage games that, that well, you would have been able to play at that time in our exhibition space upstairs. There's got to be Spam's fritters somewhere. Oh, mm. no, no. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy that, being vegetarian, I'm quite happy that a lot of the ration recipes were mock <laughs> recipes. You're to know that mock crab and mock goose have been nowhere near an animal. Like, okay. it, even the egg element is reconstituted powdered egg, so I don't think an animal's any, been anywhere Are near you, it. Um, so, do you use anyway. the um, carrots instead of sugar for the cakes? Oh, yeah, yeah, and potato. If I was to make scones yeah. from the time period, I would have to use potato scones. Well, I'm gluten-free, so I often have potato flour um, or rice flour yeah. rather than the usual flour so i probably would fare all right wouldn't i that's it Gosh, this is an education i think you should be bringing us some in yeah, that's it. yeah. But if you invite yeah. me back i will bring it but you might ask me then just to take it away again <laughs> we might just invite you back literally and just do a show on your songs oh. just oh so that I, I will bring <laughs> makeup we'll have a beauty uh on your leg Oh, yeah, yeah. I made the browning. I've got the eyeline pencil. Yeah. Oh, she's told us all about oh, that. Wow. So, Marilyn, what, what's, what's going oh, I'm on? I'm going to go to uh, the Royal Horticultural uh, Place at Bridgewater. Oh, they've got a flat, uh, they're doing a special thing in the gardens uh, with the flowers. Also, they're doing a 1940s event in Bury on the train, the Bury to Ramsbottom Ooh. train. 
and it's all everybody's going to be dressed up in 1940s. <gasps> oh, and Lawrence like, Arons um, bottom. Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to find I've that. heard about this in the past. Yeah. And I fancied it. Should no. we go? It's well. dangerous. And we took up one of our grandchildren when he was little, and he couldn't get over the name Ramsbottom. <laughs> and he spent the whole journey <laughs> laughing about <laughs> saying Ramsbottom. <laughs> And the other place we were debating whether to go to is Glossop, where I grew up. Ah. And I had, we had a business in Glossop, and they are having a Victorian and uh, Victorian weekend to celebrate it, and a Heritage weekend. But I really do fancy the the forty the yeah. train. Yeah, it's a little that'd be great. If only, if only we could. This is so clunky, Haley. Go on, brace yourself. Go on, brace. If him. only we could go back in time, just briefly to experience it. Why did I say that? I have um, no idea. Shooty. just say thank you to councillor professor arinna bell mbe dl are you really saying all that again i'm saying all, saying all of that no i made a point she's worked hard for all of those i'm, I'm yeah, made a point. Swimming con, dear. yeah sorry <laughs> yeah and thank you so much to marilyn schultz thank okay you. our queen of theatres <laughs> and history and thank you so much to our Lara Croft, <laughs> Daisy, Daisy Hughes. They're all going to come back again because we're just like a little family. It's like a little... Mm. And my co-host, I call her Tinkerbell. Yeah. Um, but, but she goes by um, by Hayley Cartwright. She does. And um, you're in the Radio Times, darling. Apparently so, yes. And um, for next week, I'm in the Radio Times. My name is listed, yes. Okay, and that's for... And that is for Coronation Street, because I should be gracing your screens again. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. But until we meet again... I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> She's really good. She's really good. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Talk Talk's Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband, proving that some things are better faster. 
Future Fibre is now available here in Manchester. To find out more, search TalkTalk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. 